1: We're talking about Askanami
2: podcast. podcast.
1: Sorry, Jordan, you'll have to do that again. I only just found the mute button. Son, you were by yourself. Let's just run it again and keep this all in, like, and show people how real we are. Like, this happens. We're yeah, not perfect you anymore. know, it's the new behind the it's scenes. The new, it's the you know what I'm realizing? On is unless we have a backup, you can't mute during that anymore. Can
0: yeah, you that's hear me true. now? You can Ooh, still hear me?
1: We might have to figure it out, you know? Damn, might that's just a good to, point. I might have
2: to mute my headphones so that...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Harmony and
2: I'll, I'll just really go to alive. hell really quick and yeah. come right back and okay. it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can just exist in torment. That's fine. So I do it again, eh? Yeah, and it's going to sound mm-hmm. great to me. Let me but see if I can summon this it. This is going to be hard for Doge again. You know. Okay, go for it. We're talking about
0: podcast.
2: We're talking about Oscar podcast.
1: Forgot what it was. Podcast. Doge looked like he was in a Bong Joon-ho movie.
2: It sucks to listen to. I think before we line it up in That's post, pretty sick. it's really challenging. You know
1: when you're an audio mostly medium, and somebody's like, yeah, "The listening experience is horrible." Oscar, also yeah. Oscar Nami yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, like sure. some head chef at a new like sushi place. It's like, oh yeah, Oscar yeah. Nami, Michelin like star in chef in
2: AMI, yeah. Yep. Oscar Nami. Num, num, num. You haven't had raw fish until you've had it cut up for you and put into rice circles by Oscar Nami. Dude, I bet she is great.
1: Um. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Check back, your assumptions. three
2: twist. Interesting. I can't operate on this fish. The fish <laughs> is my son. The fish is my son. How is it possible? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> It is an Oscar Nami podcast today. Do,
1: do we introduce ourselves still,
2: though? Historically, on every episode of our podcast, we have said who we are. Jordan. Gotcha. But if we want to break from precedent today, that's fine.
1: Jordan, Jordan, Jordan.
2: I I prepared quotes. I spent all of last year giving us quotes, inspirational quotes for teens. That's and now that you. we're grown up, well, now that we're grown up, I have a new quote for us.
1: Oh, great. Are they all am performers
2: still? No, no, no. Just to remember, just something to keep in mind is that to f- to forget how to dig the earth and to tend the soil is to forget ourselves. I'll say. Have you, ever,
1: have you ever tried something just a little
2: t- turning it off and being real? Something a little <laughs> friend, a little guy you may have heard of named Gandhi. Dude, and he said that. So you I you think ever, we should you you keep that in mind being today. Real?
1: You might like how
2: it feels, Doge. That is the real me. <laughs> you know that I always love to tend the earth. And that's the thing I'm most passionate the about. Earth. I think even more than movies is tending the earth. I
1: think the person most excited about meeting the real Doge someday
2: is going to be Doge. Hmm. Oh, God. Hmm. I think if I dig long enough, I'll find him in the earth. <laughs> he's down there. T- t- <laughs> he's, he's down, the down there.
1: <laughs> Spreading roots and soaking up nutrients.
2: <laughs> Just
1: a little bean pod. Oh, <sighs> I'm Carter, and what was Chunk made for? That's the question too. I guess mine is also a little bit, mm. a little bit of reflection. That song makes me not so sad, but I love it. It does. Yeah, me too. It's probably gonna win an Oscar. I guess that's a way to introduce that. I root hope root so. It. it is an Oscar. It, should. it is an Oscar Nami podcast, and so we're gonna be talking sushi. We're gonna be talking Oscar Would nominations. Be her second Oscar.
2: Yes. Yeah, because she won last Holy year. Holy for, for James Bond. For Bond.
1: Billy's yeah. out here doing it, dude. She's yeah. just consistently doing it. She's starting to kind of get out of the, oh my God, I can't believe it's me phase, which is fine. You're right. I think she's transitioning out. She's just Because good. I think 20 years from now, when she wins like whatever, Oscar number five or six. Yeah. It's just gonna yeah. Be like, I just can't believe it. Like it's, you gotta, I, I wouldn't be able to do that much anymore, but I feel like she'll be I'm excited for like yeah. middle-aged Billie Eilish to strut out to the podium while bad guy plays. That's going to be really fun. Yes.
2: I think it's, it's going to be, be great. a fun song to sing at 40.
1: Yeah. I think she's going to end up, I think Billie Eilish style, when she's like 40 or 50, they'll look back and be like, wasn't this Catherine O'Hara in Schitt's Creek? Isn't this the same? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't this the same character? I want to talk some Oscar nominations uh, just to have, you know, you haven't heard from us live. You've heard from us back to the future and then back again. We went to the future and then we came back again. Uh, All this year, this is true. But I'd love to have us uh, have us have conversations about some of the movies that have come out um, that have been acclaimed, and then we'll look a little bit forward to the movies to come, Uh, and we'll talk some about box office ball because our current draft is happening right now. And Doge, for all we know, you might be able to make a pick during this recording, during this episode, during this very episode. Wow. It would be truly historic. Wow. Jordan kind of
2: did, but it was right before the episode. It was
1: right before. We'll get to
2: that. I feel like that energy is very telethon energy of like, and during this broadcast, yes, this, this might broadcast. happen. He's going to pick yes. live.
1: <laughs> be on the lookout. Listen Stay tuned. Keep those code. phones
2: ringing. We can't do this without your support. He's <laughs> going to pick live in 40 minutes.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Um snubs are always a conversation every Oscar season. Snubs being essentially what critics or fans think should have been or who they think should have been nominated for the Oscars. In the long run, I think it's a good idea to maybe give a collective opinion from two chunks on how we feel about award shows. I think I might be the most serious about it, but even then, I don't really care. I think it's fun. I think it's fun to, like, hand out awards... And have certain levels of acclaim. I think it's a huge deal when movies are nominated for like more than 10 awards. I think a lot of the times during yeah, the Oscar sure. season, yeah. there'll be some stuff that shows up that was already on my list of things to watch. Chelsea and I, and I think some others on this podcast practice practices, try and watch as many Oscar-nominated movies as possible. Yeah. Thing is though… At the turning of the year, which is already a bummer for a lot of people on the calendar of like, hey, let's just reflect on the things you didn't do like you said you would do in 2023. (laughs) By the way, here's this family that's just trying to make things work while a bunch of Jews get killed next door. Like, it's like, what? Like, I don't want to mix all of this stuff up. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think overall when you get the nominations coming out and especially the Oscar nominations and there's some surprises there, maybe my list— the priorities of the movies that i want to see move up a bit um right, yeah. but one of the biggest yeah. conversations we'll do too and i'll start with barbie so barbie sure. was a wonderful experience the boys and i got together as we were reflecting on 2023 and looking ahead to this new year of two chunks and that was one of our i mean hands down favorite moments was barbenheimer with many of you that mm-hmm. are listening many of our chunkies yeah uh and what a special time that was and there was an assumption that That night that we shared together, we probably were watching dozens of Oscar nominations to come, and we were right. There were lots of them. But surprisingly so, for multiple reasons, we had some snubs on this end, mainly being Greta Gerwig, director of Barbie, did not get nominated. Margot Robbie, the lead of Barbie, did not get nominated in their respective categories. One of the reasons this is a big snub, outside of just the pop culture inertia from that entire thing right? is that they were nominated in every other award show. Every Mm. other award show they were nominated. Now, granted, things like the Golden Globes split things up into comedy, which is where Barbie was. I think musical and comedy, and then we have drama on the other side, which is still such a silly thing to me, and I think Ridley Scott would very much agree. Um, But, yeah, they were nominated for all these other things, and it just didn't happen here. And so there was... Uproar? I don't know if I would say uproar. I think those involved. No, I, I saw those... some some frustration at least. Yeah, those in the movies. Vitriol. Those in Barbie, like uh, Ryan Gosling, who we'll talk in, about in a little bit, who got nominated for his role as Ken, which is pretty funny. <laughs> with with Margo really not getting nominated. Yeah, the irony. Uh, had some of really nice things that. to say uh, about um, his co-stars, and then obviously the director of that movie. So that was a big Here's- deal here's the thing. I, at this point in my life, I'm like so 50, 50 on the Oscars anyway. I enjoy them. And I, I do think that they, they speak to quality on some level, Sure, but I am disappointed by the lack of nomination for Greta and Margot. but I am not surprised because I, I didn't even watching Barbie. When I left Barbie, I knew that it was at that point and likely going to stay my favorite movie of the year. And it did. Barbie Mm -hmm. is my number one movie of 2023. I've already watched it. Yeah. uh, Two more times or one more time. And um, it still was just as good to me. The second time I loved that movie, but the thing about the Oscars is I can watch a movie and feel for the most part, whether it's like an Oscary movie and that doesn't always mean quality. Right now it's like if it's a biopic, it's gonna get nominated for a bunch of stuff, regardless mm. of quality of film. If it is if it's serious, if it is self serious and, and right up its own ass, it is going to get nominated. And I, I don't yeah. necessarily just want to dog on all the Oscar movies, because I, I do like Oscar movies, but we talked a lot last year about how like we're craving originality, we're craving fun in movies. Like yeah, I, I miss when movies were more fun and Barbie delivered on all those fronts. So, of course, it's yeah. not going to get nominated because it doesn't make some critic like clutch their pearls and be excited about reviewing movies again. You know what I mean? Like, it's so just so. How
2: do you, I, I agree with that, but then best picture, best director last year was everything everywhere all at once. I think that was an that anomaly. Cleaned, in cleaned up at the Oscars. Yeah.
1: And we even talked Logan? about it last year. It's an anomaly. Yeah. Um, and I would I would go so far as to say even more Oscar-y than Barbie. Barbie is a straight up comedy. I mean, it's not just a comedy, but it is a much more traditional yeah. comedy than everything. Well, and all like all when
2: else. they like when they had hot dogs for fingers, I didn't laugh at all.
1: You know what like, I? That mean? was really serious. You understand
2: what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I do. I'm being obtuse purpose. Purposefully.
1: Bar- Barbie is much more of a traditional comedy than everything everywhere all at once, which is a lot more dramatic yeah. and. uh uh, can I use the word bombastic without registering myself uh, in Mensa? Um, in fact, like the only people that use bombastic are people who have a, a, a upper crust accent. Bombastic.
2: And shaggy. Bombastic. And shaggy. <laughs> if you boom, say it like shaggy… do bombastic. Well, if you say bombastic, you don't have to be a part of Mensa. I
1: think that everything everywhere all at once was pretty bombastic.
2: <laughs> was pretty bombastic. Quite, quite bombastic.
1: <laughs> yeah… I, Barbie Barbie gets all of the Jordan awards for last year and I I wish yeah. that it was going to get uh you know Greta cleaned up at the box office and in opinions I feel like she deserved a nomination but the fact that she didn't get one is disappointing but not surprising to me unfortunately. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and so the goal- here's the thing is that Barbie's nomination for best picture not to defend the academy because I think they don't need my defending. And I think it's pretty inexcusable to not nominate Margot for lead sure. and Greta for director, but Barbie's nomination as best picture uh, would include Margot as producer to be on stage receiving that award. Sure. And so I can hundred percent see the Academy being like, well, the best way to get an Oscar in the hands, a photo of an award in the hands of Greta Gerwig, Margot Robbie, Christopher Nolan is to nominate these in this way to for the publicity of the event, which is a, a terrible way to look at. it, It's not really the ethos, I think, of what the Oscars should be, sure. but maybe that's what they're doing. Look,
1: there's lots yeah. of great movies that I think are going to get sort of their flowers at the Oscars. So I'm not saying the Oscars are completely useless, just that a lot of times, that at least my taste does not align with the Academies, is more what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd say a lot of times that can be the case. Another big snub was Lost in all of this, really? Well, Lost in a mix of Barbie snubs and Iron Claw, rolling tumbleweed yeah, across. If y'all have the terrain seen snub, snub, by the way, go see it. It is, it's really, great, really good. So that's a good thing to bring up too, in terms of a conversation of, yes, seeing things, uh, you know, seeing movies that get nominated and that moves things up your list in terms of mm-hmm. what you want to go see. There is this weird anomaly in talking about that of Iron Claw not getting nominated at all. That does not yeah, reflect. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I think it's my yeah, second, second favorite movie there. of last year. Yeah, hmm. it was great. It was good. I know that there's a lot in marketing and like pitching your film for Oscar nominations. Maybe they fell short there. I don't really know. But also, yeah, I don't know if you want a hot take. I think if it was to be nominated for anything, maybe it's two things. It wasn't going to be a sure. lot because no. of some other stuff that really stood out. Namely, well, let me bring up kind of what gets lost in all this is DiCaprio, what feels like for the first time ever. It's like Tom Brady not going to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. doesn't get nominated for uh an Oscar this year in for uh, Killers uh, of the Flower Moon. In Killers of the Flower Moon, which is usually like there's always these director, actor or actress combinations that feel like that extra turbo boost to be nominated for an Oscar, and Scorsese and DiCaprio tends to be that. Uh, and this time it wasn't. I'd be interested to see how yeah, many that's times those crazy. two have worked together. And I haven't. DiCaprio didn't get the nomination. Watched it yet? I think we might be watching it tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I know that Lily Gladstone was nominated and is apparently like phenomenal in the yeah. movie. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see that performance. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so what I'd like to do now is like the top seven categories. I want to run through these really quickly. Tell you, these are my two early picks. Meaning uh, who I think will win, but who I think is, uh, there's a possibility. Like this could be the the hot take. Sure. Okay. So we'll start with our actors in a leading role. I won't name them all off, but I will tell you, I think Killian Murphy will win. I think he's been winning everything else.
2: For his Robin Williams impression. Yes.
1: For his for his Robin Williams impression. Uh and I think though, the hot take here is that Paul Giamatti jumps in. Yep. And Dude. wins for
2: the holdovers. Yep. Holdovers
1: would, is awesome. Paul Giamatti is a ten
2: in that love movie. that. I would. Dude, I love Paul Giamatti so much.
1: He it, it is maybe uh I mean, obviously I know that he's is good I already knew he was good but I think for me it's my most impressed I've ever been with him yeah he's just he's phenomenal he's he really so is. phenomenal and uh you know we bring up Oppenheimer this was this feels a, a bit different cuz I think Chris Nolan might have been pegged early on in his directing career as a little bit more of a blockbustery type director even though yeah. a lot of people would tend to attach themselves to the, the cerebral blockbuster. It's like a blockbuster that makes you think. It's like, well, sure. You could have argued that about Matrix, right? But right. <laughs> whatever. It's just it's just different. Um, yeah. But it really does feel like he's going to get his flowers this year in a lot of ways. I think Oppenheimer sure. will win the most Oscars here. And I do think that it, I think you're right. like, Murphy's up. And what a pleasant person Killian Murphy yeah. is. He's so Yeah, kind. I really like him. I feel like… I think… I would imagine talking to him feels like talking to someone from thousands of years ago. It feels like he (laughs) holds the knowledge of people who were here maybe even before the earth. He feels like he's never going to die. Actor in a supporting role. Uh, Oppenheimer's going to grab another one here in my early picks. I think it's going to be RDJ. Robert Downey Jr. Will win for actor in a supporting role. I think… What's your hot take? What's your spicy take take on it? The hot take is Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, for, for sure. For four things. Yeah. This is somebody, too, who is also beloved by Hollywood as someone who's just genuinely kind and works his butt off and incredibly talented. I think he's he a great actor. He is always the bridesmaid ever never the bride. Turned in a bad performance, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Several nominations, but it never ends up happening. Uh, his co-star, I think, might be a shoe-in for actress in a leading role. I think we're going to see Emma Stone get her yeah. second
2: Oscar for actress in a leading role. Uh, La La Land was the first. I feel like it's going to be Lily Gladstone for that one, man. It's
1: a good chance. I haven't seen Poor Things or uh, Killers
2: of the Flower Moon. I plan to see both prior to the award. There's so much heat around Lily Gladstone right now.
1: There is. And she's the hot take. Yeah, is that Lily Gladstone will win that. Uh, I definitely say keep a lookout for... So Sandra Hewler is a name that I keep hearing this year, obviously during the award season. She is a lead in both Anatomy of a Fall and The Zone of Interest. Interesting. A handful of podcasts that I listen to are like, yo, this girl is about, this is her coming out party. And what a way to do that when you're in two movies that are nominated. Um, But she's been nominated for Anatomy of a Fall. Actress in a supporting role. I believe that this will go to, man, I think it's going to be Divine Joy. Randolph, I think, of The Holdovers is going to win this. She's been winning some other awards. I would say a hot take. America Ferreira of Barbie had a nomination here and she hadn't really been nominated as an actress in supporting role for some of these other uh, award shows. And so that was exciting. Um, I mean, Emily Blunt would be a hot take. Maybe, yeah. I love anybody that has very little screen time but completely commands that time. There's a scene that Emily Blunt has near the end of Oppenheimer when it goes from being about bombs and just ends up being about hearings (laughs) hearings <laughs> uh yeah that is phenomenal and then we've got two She's more so good in that. directing uh i think this will be nolan i think this will be christopher nolan
2: i think um, you're probably yeah. right
1: and i don't even know if that if, if and i a honestly day. think
2: good for him like leaving leaving oppenheimer i felt a hundred percent confident yeah. that's like this is nolan's year to get uh, that's his best script and i think his best directing work so like yeah. this is his year for it for sure
1: yeah. I think I could see that. Um my hot take, take in this guess, sense. Oh, you got it. Tell me now. Go for it. I was it. just gonna say Yorgos. I was too. Poor poor yeah, things has poor so things. much heat. Yeah. Yorgos would be Oscars great. Oscars tend to have a lot of recency film. bias too. They do. There's 10. Uh as there have been, I think for now over a decade, they do 10 films. But uh for best picture, I do think this will be Oppenheimer. I think the hot take yeah, here see. out of absolutely nowhere would be the zone of interest. A lot of what I'm hearing about the zone of interest is, A, Grim Boy. We're, we're we're like Schindler's List levels of Grim here. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And, and kind of the, yeah. Uh, but one of the most important films, like its Metacritic score was 91. Wow. Uh, wow. Which is just crazy. And so it just is going to be, it'll probably be one of those like criterion, you know, hey, this sure. one goes straight into the archives kind of stuff. And do you have Oscars any thoughts do, about animated feature film? And I will watch it when my mental health is better. <laughs> I, think it'll be, I think it'll be Boy in <laughs> the Heron. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. I do. I think people, and that's just way more about who the director is than how the movie is, yeah. which is silly to me.
2: Yeah. The it's a revenant
1: situation. It is a revenant yeah. situation. It's like, it's his time. You know, and at it's that his point, turn. you're like, yeah. hey, the fact that this is broadcast <laughs> for everybody to watch… <laughs> Maybe doesn't help it as much because it's I've been just been kind of like you kind of want to do. It's all a show, you know. All the world's a stage. <laughs> I, mm. I've been challenged a lot to rethink my stance on uh, Boy in the Heron as just like sort of a silly movie and like think a little more deeply about the plot of it by a lot of people. So I, I think I'm going to give it a rewatch with a little more of a like an eye for what I, I think I am now understanding is actually being said in the movie. It just went over my head. I mean, just straight up, just too dumb to get Mm -hmm. it, I guess. It went over my head the first watch, but... Um, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about how Boy and the Heron, like the way our director approaches that is very much just like it feels like painting on a canvas, just like art, especially with just the storyboard leading things. But in this case, man, I don't know. Can you be... I think if you're making it for other people, you can't have as much selfishness to it. It felt selfish. It felt like I'm just going to do this
2: because this is what I want. Is he to making do. it for other people though? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that isn't that isn't that the isn't that the mark of like a a uniquely uh, authored work that's like very clearly not a committee? There was no other input. Just this one guy who is like, this is exactly what it's going to be, and this is my art. And if it's good enough, it'll get nominated for an award yeah like I, I don't know i think there's something interesting and appealing about that that is very much like this whole thing came from one dude's Well, to brain. me that
1: is the appeal for i, I want to be clear if you didn't listen to the boy and the heron stuff that we talked about or if i came across harsher at
2: the time like that is what that was I, a bonus episode okay, also there you go
1: that's what i like about miyazaki is that his movies are just like no i'll do it my way thank you um, and sure. that's what I appreciate I mean that's why I like Spirited Away which makes just about as much sense as Boy in the Heron that's why I like true. Howl's Moving Castle which makes just about as much sense as Boy in the Heron like I, I like Miyazaki's movies because it feels like he just said uh, this is what's happening because I get to pick and it's fun um, yeah and so like it's not that I dislike it. I just think I missed some stuff that make it a better movie than I even thought that it was, which was like a fun, okay movie. And uh, just a lot of voices I respect have been saying that it's a lot more than that. So I just, I want to check it out there you again.
0: Go. Uh, Certainly
1: a very vulnerable uh, creation there. Let us sure. inside of his his struggles. The other uh, vo- uh, voice that I respect a lot is ours
2: uh, talking about... Uh, You know, ads. Dude, that was a good transition. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, it's happening now. The Prestige. (laughs)
1: Depper's alive. It's alive and it's over there.
2: Are you paying attention?
1: (laughs) You know what's funny? (laughs) Christian Bale has been not British so much. That his British accent sounds like a fake, bad British accent.
2: It sounds fake and bad. It sounds like a bad,
1: fake, cockney accent (laughs) when he talks for real. (laughs) That's how I feel about Austin Butler. I don't know if you've ever seen him in interviews, but actually his real voice is like, Hello, I'm Austin Butler. And it's just like, it always sounds... (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello, mama. I'm Austin Butler. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just feel like this new war pick is going to be... Uh, gripping. There's these young men that are going up in airplanes and having dog fights, and
2: y'all better come out to see Doom Part Two.
1: I love the idea of Austin Butler referring to people his own age and a little older as young men because he's <laughs> still Elvis. <laughs>
2: I'll be in doom. Oh, Carter. <laughs> hey, that was a. That's a really good Elvis, that by the way. How about you.
1: Dude, that vibrato's tough. Thank Don't you. stop. Keep singing, keep singing Elvis about Keep dude. going. I'll be holding, stabbing out at you. Dude, your Elvis is very good. Thank you.
2: I didn't say stop. <laughs> <laughs> Decorate
1: of on your bright, bright blue eyes. I got nothing else. You just stay quiet. Doge is treating you like Yosemite Sam ordering Try. you to dance and just shoot the ground around your shoot, feet you. Shooting at right my feet.
2: <laughs> dance, varmint. <laughs> <laughs> varmint. That's a good,
1: We're full of good impressions today. My Austin Butler was really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> yeah, one. It was. It was, yep. awesome one. <laughs> it was probably the best of the three. And then Welcome to Shout Announcements, obviously. Yeah. Here, that's what we're doing. Clearly. Uh, and uh we got a lot to announce and shout.
2: You guys work on that. I as we promised, we'll be picking live for box office ball during oh, this Shout time? Announcements break. During shout
1: announcements, or can we? Because we'll talk box office ball when we're out of here.
2: Yeah, that's fine.
1: Will you just do? You disappear from the call, and you pick. We'll handle shout announcements. Yeah. We'll pick you. Back you guys up. handle shout we'll announcements. We'll pick you back
2: up at the turn. I will reveal. I will reveal my A choice. revelation. A revelation of my choice. But yeah, go ahead and make your pick. Podcast. Go ahead and
1: make your pick. That's great. And then we'll reveal it later. But make it. Yeah. Now. Excellent. Now, I am, that's what I'm now doing. Now somebody else say what the plan is, just so that it gets echoed a third time. Oh, I think. What we should do... I'm not going to say that. Uh, Box office ball, if this is a word that is unfamiliar to you, it might be that either you have been a Chunky for some time and never have actually followed the link to join our Discord. Ooh. Uh, Or you've missed shout announcements. I do think we talk Bob in the main feed, but box office ball is that game that we play when we use real-world box office monies uh, and play it a little bit like fantasy football to see if you can win... This would be season five of Box Office Ball. But to get over there, you got to pay five bucks on that top tier. Three dollars for the bottom tier. It makes me sad to think that there's somebody who listens to us that skips shout announcements because they're used to skipping the ads on other podcasts, not realizing that shout announcements are just like just more of us (laughs) talking.
0: (laughs) Which maybe that's the worst
1: part of the show to them. Maybe the worst part of the show is us talking. (laughs) I can't do more of this. I'd
2: believe, I'd believe that.
1: Where are those pre-preset ads? That's what I want to hear. You're not supposed to be
0: here, Doge. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm ready. Doge
2: is
1: ready. I'm ready. Jordan's ready. Uh, on the no, second has, half of yeah, our I pod, I I, am. I I want to talk a little bit more. I want to talk a little bit about box office ball. We did over there in the, in the shout announcements. Uh, But that's a game that we've been playing for many years now. We're in its fifth season. Uh, Right now, we have 15 participants for this season. It runs from February 1st through July 31st. All the movies that are released during that time, whatever monies they make, that money can be yours as a roster creator if you have an actor credited in that movie. And you got four shots at that with a roster of four. So just wanted to bring this up because we are in the midst of the draft right now while we're recording... all three of us have made a pick because we Mm -hmm. had like front half picks in that first round. And so really when you're trying to play box office ball, the hopes are you're picking up on a movie that's going to make a lot of money. A, and then maybe someone's in a smattering of movies and you can make some more monies there. There's a new fun twist that's a little bit more like a competitive reality vibe because we love that vibe on this podcast in which if you make the most money during a certain month, of the year, then you have the opportunity to swap players with another roster. So there's some fun ins and outs. If you wanted to be a part of that, uh, we'll do this again. There's two seasons per year, so it is very much like your favorite reality TV shows out there. But there's two seasons per year, and the next one would get kicking around August. Uh, but if you want to follow along, regardless, go join Discord uh, on that five dollar tier. That has become probably the best bang for your buck that you could get in the world of of. In the world. In the world. Like Patriot. In the world. world. In the world. In the world world of Earth. I figured if we navigated some of these very first picks of box office ball, let you in a little bit, even if you didn't pay that $5, let you in on who's picking who, uh, it would be a great opportunity for us to talk about some movies that are coming out this year. Our draft kicked off with Sheldon. And boy, was it a kickoff. It took maybe seven or eight hours. He was doing lots of research to try and find who to pick. And he goes with what he calls... What does he say? His favorite Ryan? The Ryan he'd most like to the hang Ryan out with. The Ryan he would most like to hang out with. And he picked Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is the very first pick this year because Ryan has a few things coming out, mainly Deadpool 3, which it feels like they're... He's also going to get money from If, though, I yes, feel like, right? The imaginary Friends movie. He's going to get some If dollars. <laughs> He's going to get some If dollars, which is interesting to me. Uh, one of the first movies that I feel like had this if vibe was uh, Walter Mitty, the secret life of Walter Mitty. Because it was like, here's this mm-hmm. actor that I've known very well for a while and now he's he's directing and he's doing something that's a little bit outside the box. Um, and so we do... This is Krasinski, right? Yeah. So this is Krasinski yeah. with Ryan Reynolds. Essentially, I think it's... Is it just from the mind of Krasinski? It's not based on... Is this an original screenplay? I don't think so. I mean, I could make a solid argument that it's yoinked from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Sure. Nickelodeon hit show from like 2006. Which is a great show. A great show. Sure. Um, Sure. But yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And I think it's going to make a good bit of money. Usually some kid-centric vibes make the big bucks. Pixar tends to have a lot of success, and we'll talk about some Pixar movies coming out pretty soon too. But Deadpool 3 feels like it was one of those movies that we saw... Uh, sc- like screenshots from them filming it
2: like 10 years ago. So I have a theory about that. I think it's a psyops uh, fake leak mm-hmm. uh, because there's been a ton of leaks and they're all like new leak today. And it's still them filming in the desert. That one scene.
1: <laughs> yes. That would be some very that- Ryan Reynolds- Esque right, I think that it's stuff. just like a
2: fake scene that they've set up, and that's not going to be in the movie. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, I love okay, that. now I that, that we finished shooting for today, let's st- keep our costumes on and just go out in the desert and take some more. Just him today. with that like flowing hair, that like silvery, right, like Raiden like hair out in the yeah. desert. That is so funny, and it'll have <laughs> yes. nothing if that's not in the movie at all. Uh, Especially yeah.
1: since he started hanging out so much with uh, what's his name? Uh, from. It's always sunny. Uh, oh, Rob McElhaney. Uh, McElhaney. Yeah, I feel like Ryan Reynolds has become even lo- like his humor has become even more like meta joke within joke because yeah. of hanging yeah. out with. <laughs> he already was kind of like that anyway. Sure. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I feel like. That is a yeah, very Ryan Reynolds move to
2: just keep. That's my hot the take on Deadpool three Like ten years. is that that scene will be like at the very beginning of the movie. And then we'll watch that universe explode or yeah. something. And then the actual and movie will just, start. Yeah. But that's, that's going to be a big bait and switch yeah. with that leak that is new, but the same new every day.
1: It's like that Paul Rudd, Mac and me yeah. or whatever it's called. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> the clip. The clip. Yep. Yeah. Just same leak. The, uh, Carter, why in the world would the next two people in this draft pick the actors that they
1: pick? Because of Dune 2. And to challenge me. Because here I am at the beginning of a new year of two chunks and I am given perhaps one of the hardest names I've ever had in pronouncing. Yeah, you can do it. The young Timothy Chalamet.
2: Got it. Got it in one for the first time.
1: Timothy Chalamet. Uh, He and Zendaya, who was pick three. So Timmy was two. Zinn was three. That's a cool name. I don't think anyone should call her Zinn. That feels like it's taking something away from her. Uh, They're both in Dune 2, Dune Part 2, which will come out in March, which was when we were in our crystal ball moment at the end of last year, I was predicting would make, I believe, triple the amount uh, that the original did. It made $400 million worldwide. I think that Dune Chapter 2 has a chance to make over a billion Really, a lot of what helps movies like that and what helped like Top Gun Maverick, outside of it just taking over the world, was that it's IMAX. IMAX movies make more money because they cost more money. When you're buying two tickets to go see a film uh, and it's over $40, that feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. That feels like, oh, shoot. Well, no, I need to see this in this setting. But my goodness, IMAX tickets are super spincy. And so Dune 2, especially in the front half of the year in box office ball, is a pretty popular pick. Are y'all more excited for Dune 2 or for Deadpool 3? Dune 2. Dune 2, yeah. easy. It just has too many pieces that we love. This continues to be with Denis Villeneuve heading that up as Jordan's favorite director. Still favorite, Jordan? Yep. Yeah, yep. him heading that up and just kind of collecting everybody that we like to watch, uh, everywhere yeah. from you know Bautista to Bardem, to now Florence Pugh, and we've got a scars guard of the 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 royal scars guards uh, up in this thing. There's just too many people <laughs> to like even mention, and so we are super excited for that, and obviously be on the lookout for opportunities to watch that movie with us when we go see it, um, because we are very excited for it. Our next pick, which I think was pretty smart, was from Riley, and she picked Aquafina. Uh, Aquafina, I hope, isn't going to be a voice actor for the rest of a voice actor only for the rest of her life, because I yeah. do like her in movies. When she was I in Crazy too. Rich Asians, I think that was my first introduction to her. Maybe that was for a lot of people to Aquafina, and she was just so great. And I think that she's becoming a bit of a shtick. Uh, but if she's one note, then Jack Black is one note. You know, it feels like comedians kind of right. get a bit typecast in terms of like you're this kooky kooky person coming in and doing this stuff. But Aquafina feels like she's set to uh be a voice actor for the rest of her life if she wanted to, and just do that only. Just get dressed for the booth. She could, but I agree. I also think she's more fun than that and deserves to be in more stuff i do too and she's even been in you know she's had some dramatic roles that were really good i know the farewell was was she had a lot of acclaim there and so Mm -hmm. yeah she was picked because she's in kung fu panda 4 and also in if she's one of these imaginary characters in if so that's two picks that are attached to if uh but kung fu panda 4 who had the hot take on that Jordan, was that you? It wasn't really a hot take. Yeah. You feel like that's going to… I don't think it's that hot. I think it's going to do pretty well. It's going to make a lot of money. It's going to make so much money. You said there's a show right now that's pretty popular too? There's a Netflix show that I know my nephew and a few other people that I know with kids. It's on a lot in their homes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's a fairly popular thing for kids. So I have to imagine that translates to I want to see this movie. Yeah. I have a Dune Boy… I have a Dune player as well. I, my pick was fifth. I was the first of the pod boys to pick, and I picked Stephen McKinley Henderson, who is in Dune and also in an A24 movie coming out that feels different for A24, which is kind of funny because it feels like different is just a word you associate with A24 in general. But Civil War, mm-hmm. which is a grim... <laughs> the trailer I saw for this was like, man, this looks so good. Is that Jesse Plemons in red tinted sunshades and of course he's still just as scary and on the verge of breaking as any other role he plays uh, but just watching this and just realizing him, but that he's it's so like disturbing <laughs> he's so disturbing but dude it is like like modern day civil war and I think that yeah. movie is going to be terrifying on I'll watch it in six years when I'm not scared of holy that. moly so many ways <laughs> and what a good freaking <laughs> good call what a like oh let's light a fire by this uranium that I know the intent of our makers here for this Civil War movie was to have this release in theaters. And I think it's going to have an IMAX release. But have this release in theaters during a presidential election season. Oh, my God. So… On purpose. On purpose. Yeah. Which that feels… He's British. He's just playing with us. Dude. Dude. Yes. But… Like, we're playing And thankfully, since…
2: Since the movie Men was handled so well and thoughtfully, I'm sure this one won't be problematic at Dude, all.
1: Men was bad. I mean, let's be fair to Alex Gar- Garland. He has, the other two movies of his that I have seen are great. This is true. One stinker does not make a bad director. Two stinkers does put him bat in 500, though, so we'll see. It does. With Civil War, I think it's enough of a... I think the closer we get to that movie... Uh, the more more polarizing it will be. And I think that's sure. the point. And I think that's going to sell tickets. I do think yeah, that movie's
2: going to make for sure. a lot of yeah. money. I, I think all it needs. That's where I disagree. I don't think it's going to make much you money You think it's going to be
1: boycotted by like half of the nation?
2: Yeah. They're just going to say, nah. Well, that half of the nation boycotts most good art anyway. So, yeah. I hope they don't boycott the art that I chose. <laughs> yes, please to don't. Sing, to choose please from my don't. team.
1: Um, well, I'm just saying they're not going to. Just go be, see that. One. I think they're not going to. Uh, their numbers won't matter anyway. If Civil War, so something that we did this year is everyone had to predict their top five uh, earners, like movie earners domestically, up until like halfway through the year, and that ends up being something that helps them in the playoffs. And I had Civil War as number five, just to shoot my shot. Okay. It felt unique. I thought, you know, I think it might sell enough tickets if it gets a good review. You know, even like. Above 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you know, like if you've listened to us long enough, Two Chunks doesn't really necessarily care what Flickster has to say about things because they're crooked. I'll say it. They can be bought. They're crooked. And we can't be bought, but don't forget about our Patreon. $3 and $5 tiers. Um, I can be bought. We we can be bought. Uh, Yeah, I think if it does well enough across platforms that have, have reviews. And again, this does feel like the kind of movie that will get review bombed too. So I don't know. I just think it's interesting. The it next does. pickup was Jen, who grabbed Emily Blunt. Uh Emily Blunt is in a movie with another Ryan, but I I'm I'm also very excited for this movie. Uh, and then she's yeah, also yeah. in If. So we have If again. Uh not surprised that Emily Blunt got me. a role in her in uh her hubby's film because she's a little nepotiz. It just says voice. So that's gonna be something that. I, granted, I'm sure she'll be credited. I'm sure I'm sure Krasinski will credit his wife in this movie, but the risk of playing this game of box office ball is sometimes people aren't credited. And Emily yeah. might be too big of a name, but right now she doesn't really have a role outside of voice. And then she's also in The Fall Guy, uh, which is a movie with Ryan Gosling, uh, who is going to be a stunt double who actually gets thrown into legitimate action. I think it is is great fun i think i love seeing uh it looks like it's going to be like thoughtful tropey. it feels like it's going to be well done trope uh of basically rom-com vibes but those two i think their chemistry is going to be through the roof jordan who was i your think pick? those are two people that can have chemistry with a brick wall yeah so i think it's going to be great 100 percent. who was your pick here um, at, at number seven I uh, I stand by that I think, uh, number one, I think Kung Fu Panda is going to make quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, I think that there's enough people in Dune that I didn't have to uh, scramble to get a Dune person first round. Right. So um, I my plan, which I don't mind telling you guys because I know you won't uh, change anything about your lives and this will be out by the time the draft is done. Uh, my plan is to kind of front load, get as much March money as I can, and then hopefully steal somebody who's going to make more money later on uh-huh. from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I went with Jack Black because I know he's going to be credited in Kung Fu Panda 4, and I adore him, so I wanted yeah. his face on my team. It makes me feel good yeah. to know that I've got Sir Jackington Blackington. Yep. And then not to put his... pocket. Not Black put his, one, uh, Not to put his strategy on blast, but maybe a little bit, but like... Uh, B. Taylor, who had the next pick, picked Brian Cranston. And it feels like, Jordan, he's trying to do what you're doing and then kind of like yep. moving up and grabbing February monies to see if yep. he can get that snowball rolling. Because he picked Brian yep. Cranston, who is in Argyle. His only thing is Argyle, well, right? And he's in Kung Fu Panda 4. Yeah. Oh, yep. cool. So he's in Great. Argyle. Won't and, matter for the March monies, but that's okay. Yeah. Because y'all are tied there. No, it's a go- it's a great pick from him. But yeah, if if Argyle does hang around theaters, which it might not by mm-hmm. March, then maybe get a little taste. Maybe little taste, we'll get a little, a little bit of monies there for Brian. Doge, sure. This will be the last pick that we talk about on this podcast today. It is your pick ever. The ninth pick.
2: Who will this you take? True. Let me introduce you to my good friend Celeste O'Connor. Oh. Celeste O'Connor is Maddie Franklin in Madam Webb, which I think is going to make more money in February than Argyle will. Yeah, for sure. And she's also lucky in Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, which comes out uh, at the very end of okay. March. So I have a, a double dip. Double dip here, uh, early. With this one person. So I can, my strategy is to get this person as a backup, just my extra. Uh, Celeste O'Connor can push me maybe over the yeah. finish line and then try and get somebody for the high-earning movies that are going to be releasing in uh, March. uh, Well, I guess she's probably got February for me, so I'll get a Dune person then.
1: You know what's hard? What's easy is fantasy football, there's like a billion football players, so if you have a 15-person fantasy football team, everybody can have a pretty even team, but I've noticed the bigger box office ball gets, it's just like, I'll take the scraps, please. Thank you. Yep, yep. Yeah. Cuz there are certain movies with box office ball where it's like if you don't get this it's already over for you. Yeah. I think an interesting thing about box office ball too is like what if what if there is a frozen situation out there and really is the modern day yeah, box sure. office capable of that? Like is it are we still able to be surprised by something that comes out of nowhere? But it's like is there right. some mm-hmm. movie that's just kind of floating around that we're like oh yeah, like if like what if If just ends up being just something, up. something some, yeah. some part be. of it or some sound bite blows up on TikTok and now that's viral and now everybody's gotta go see if and there's all these things that happened yeah. and I don't know, man. It's been a minute since we've had a kid's movie like haymaker out of nowhere. So I, I think there's a chance that yeah. if can do that. I mean, the quality of um of people involved. Is high, so I assume it's not going to be bad, right? Yeah, I mean, if there's some kind of quiet place crossover in this movie, that's gonna sell tickets. Hmm. One one of the imaginary aliens are imaginary,
2: yeah, that's their problem. They just kept thinking of aliens, just stop, and then aliens would eat them, just Just don't think of them in there, they'll go away. I guess Encanto was probably the last big, huge kids' movie, huh?
1: Feels like it, yeah. It feels like it shows right now. There have been some things.
2: I don't think Mario hit it last year, huh? Uh, I mean, it was a pretty big deal. It was big, but it wasn't like big. big. It wasn't in. I think the big. Paw Patrol movie is actually going to do crazy dollars yeah. this year. Maybe that that's that would be like a that's a black hole. Just draft that, and that's the only movie that that person gets. <laughs> Maybe here. that
1: Rayman movie will I mean, be that's good. That's huh? my Jack Black move. I'd pick that. I'd pick someone from that. It could be.
2: Did I say it right? I doubt it. <laughs> you did Rayman. Did yeah. Mm. Not Everybody Rayman. loves Rayman. I'm gonna st- I look like a rabbit. What, what is Rayman actually?
1: Uh, my hands aren't attached to my arms.
2: Uh, oh no. Deborah. <laughs> Deborah! My glo- my gloves are just floating. I missed my wrist.
1: Deborah my ears are also my hair. Deborah! <laughs> uh-huh. These are only funny if you've ever seen Rayman at all for even a second.
2: <laughs> Deborah, Rayman is a franchise of platform video games <laughs> created by game designer Michael Ansel for Ubisoft. Oh, my
1: God. Is that is that the Mammoth from Ice Age?
2: Since the release of the original Rayman game in 1995, <laughs> the series has produced a total of 45 games across multiple platforms. It is getting better. It was just becoming more. I was going to say the opposite. I thought it was stronger at the beginning. Mm -mm -mm. I can keep going. This Wikipedia page is long. Oh, don't. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's got to be the end of the episode.
2: It has to be. The
1: series is set in a fantastical, magical world. If it's not the end of the episode, it is for most people. They're gone already. Speaking of end of the episode, this is it. We've arrived. How are we ending it today? The doors are opening um this is the last stop the bus the bus is just going to turn around and go back the way it came so if you stick 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 with us you're just going to hear the same conversation
2: you'll have to listen to the episode again god it's going to loop over again it's just going to be backwards this is usually the part when one of the three of us says to end today's episode i'd like each of you so who's going to do that one
1: well it's actually not that part yet because um this is probably the part where we say make sure you stick with us next week and uh we've got some fun changes coming to the format of the show. Uh we're just uh we're going to throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. We want to we want to mix things up. Fresh and new style, y'all. The studio, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
2: We're going to lose ourselves in the music. The moment. Lots more choreography I think than we've had in the past. That's good. Far more dance breaks, uh modern dance, interpretive, uh ballroom, Break. Ballroom. Ball boom. River. I don't know any other. Riverside. Rain. Riverside. La- Every kind of dance there is Flamingo. we'll end up doing at some point. Flamingo. Flamingo. Flamingoing. Fleming gone. Go-go. Fleming home run. Ian Fleming. Yep. The author of the James Bond novels.
1: Ian McKellen. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and what movie we're most excited to sit down and watch from the first six months of this year. Mm. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I am Jordan Wonders. It's Dune. It's got to be Dune. Um, Dune is like restoring my hope for the blockbuster
2: again. I need it to be good. It will be good. Thank you, Denis. I love you. I'm Doge. It's also Dune 2, colon, The Adventure Continues. I loved Dune Part 1. Yeah. And I cannot wait for Dune Part 2. I I am not really that excited about almost anything else coming out this year, but Dune Part 2 looks fantastic. Denis
1: Villeneuve's vision for that world, it's like if I'm just excited to see what the next vehicle looks like, like every little bit of that frame is something that is going to be something that I'm so pumped for. So pumped for. Everything.
2: I think I said this in our Dune Part 1 episode, but it feels like what I imagine jumping on Fellowship of the Ring right at the release yeah. felt like, where it's just like, this is so fully yeah. fleshed. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: So like Dune is up there for me. I'm going to just try and be different for the sake of the pod and sure. say- Classic. It really is interesting to me the kind of heat that I do think Deadpool 3 will get because it was already so different from Marvel and not necessarily attached to Marvel Studios for a while, right? But now it- right. But now it is? Are they, like, sneakily releasing... Oh, it's in the MCU. Yeah. So, it's like, is it going to be this anti-hero led by Ryan Reynolds who makes fake, you know, like, shots on set that aren't... Like, he's just playing with everybody. Is this going to be the movie that kind of gets in the mood for some extended universe, from massive universe of superheroes? I have no idea. Because we're going to see, maybe... I mean, Hugh Jackson... Hugh Jackson, God,
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, way to start twenty. Never change. Way to start twenty
1: twenty four. not Hard. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is coming back, and he's like someone worth, that's familiar <laughs> to us. Whatever, dude. Get out. Get me Hello. out of here. I'm Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. He's from Hugh New Jackson. Zealand this time. That's the funny. It's <sighs> he's from New Zealand instead. Hugh Jackson. That's Hugh Jackman's son. Hugh Jackson
2: <laughs> You know how they Jacks. How they change last names mm-hmm. Hugh Jackmanson Hugh, Hugh Jackmanson Well I'm just, I'm just, That's I'm how you so get clicks, clicks.